0: Welcome and thank you for choosing the Mental Mindset Podcast presented by DBC Sports Psychology. Mental Mindset is hosted by Andrew Tosi and Zach Perkins, who will discuss mental skills, tips, and tricks to help you, your child, or your athletes be the best version of themselves in and out of sports. We hope you enjoy this week's Mental Spark. Hello and welcome to another episode of the
1: Mental Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrew. And you are yelling into a microphone, Andrew. I'm Zach. We are back and you're welcome that I finally gave you your duties back.
0: Yeah, I really do appreciate that, man. I literally am over here last week being like, "Uh, that's my line. Don't take my line. It was kind of like an episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? And apparently every line was your line. So that was cool.
1: You know, sometimes it just feels nice to be in charge.
0: Large and in charge.
1: Unnecessary.
0: But it's a classic line. I think it's one of the greatest lines ever made. But anyway, that's just my opinion. So anyway, but how uh, how you been? How's life?
1: Well, so I got this really cool thing. Uh, It's a baby. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You already know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually, I'll be 100% honest with you. Like things have been great. She's starting to sleep a little bit more, which has been huge for us. Um, You know, you feel like you can kind of be a human again. And obviously my wife's a superhero. She's been taking some of the overnight stuff, letting me get some sleep, which is just been massive. So um, we're having a great time though. We're, we're obviously still really enjoying it. Um, and as I was sitting down thinking kind of, you know, we, we t- chatted back and forth a little bit about where we're going to go. I thought, what a better way to kind of transition from my life to our topic. than, uh, you know, here we are building a, a new culture in our, in our house. Right. And I think we really had kind of agreed upon the fact that we were going to talk about building culture, um, and. and putting culture in a, in a kind of a two part section, right? Where this week we're going to talk about building culture and then next week really talking about uh, sustaining it as we, as we move forward.
0: Yeah, man. I think uh, when we had talked about the idea of having almost like a little mini series about like building culture, Uh, I mean, it could go three or four even episodes. We don't really know. Uh, I think the cool thing is we're kind of going to see what the listeners are uh, kind of entertained by. Um, And also, like, what we cover, right? Um, There's this aspect of building culture that I think we can take it in many different directions and so many different avenues. Uh, You're talking about, like, the family building a different culture, like... Part of my job is also building team cultures. We talk about it with the hockey team all the time. We were just talking about how we have a bunch of new recruits coming in this year as well. And the idea of like what that's going to look like, how that's going to be. And I mean, building culture is not easy. Uh, It it really takes a buy-in process. And when you're kind of starting something anew, um, it can be almost daunting and nerve wracking, but you have to have like this same mentality. You got to surround yourself with people who believe in the same aspects. So like when you're thinking about building a culture, right? Like, what does that mean to you? What does, the, what does it look like?
1: I mean, I think first and foremost, it's just having the most unwavering belief in who you are or what you believe in, right? Because to me, like, culture can't be fake, and you can't you can't try to have, build something that you're not, right? So like, when we talk about our culture at Anna Maria, I think when when I stepped back to look at what I wanted our group to be like, or what I wanted our values to be, it's solely based on my values as a person, right? Because I need to be able to believe in that i need to be able to sell that in a way where i believe in it fully and 100 so it doesn't sound like i'm selling something i don't believe right or i'm i'm selling something that i'm not sure of when i talk about our culture it's just who i am as a person right and that's really easy for me to then project to recruits our current players um, and i feel like getting them to buy in is easier because there's the authenticity as we go through a season where they see hey You know, our group last year, I think specifically, if we if we go kind of in a vacuum, they were able to see as the season went on, like this is genuinely who coach is and this is how he acts and and who he's decided he is as a person. And that's why it's going to work as we move forward.
0: Yeah, man, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, the first activity we did with the team is something that I do with a lot of the teams that I work with because it sets a standard, right? An expectation, but it also is presented by me in a way that I like to make it a little bit more carefree, but also in my own personality, right? Like they didn't really know what the heck was going on. They had kind of no idea why we were doing these things. Uh, You had brought the goalie stick and everything. So I think, I think creating that values contract allows the ability to address and understand what the entire team's, um, kind of expectation for each other is, right? Like if you're going to build a culture, it, it should be one surrounded by accountability and and honesty, right? And that's kind of what you're talking about is like this ability to just be authentically yourself, uh, whether it's a coach or as a player, but also fitting into that cultural norm, which I think is super, super valuable and, uh, and important.
1: Well, I think the big thing too, right, when you talk about just building the culture in general, like it's so important to like i said it, like it, that buy-in process is the important piece of it right um and it's got to be realistic i think you know a couple of the things we talked about when we talked about our group right and doing the quote unquote values contract with the goalie stick or however we did it um sure. you kind of have to take some of who they are right it, it can't just be well i guess it could be right in certain situations but i guess for for the leadership style that I've chosen that I I prefer, Um, you know, I guess I look at myself as a servant leader. Right. So it's not about me. It's not about what Zach wants. It's not about what is going to benefit Zach. Right. In the end of it, it's how how can I do things to put the team in the best light? How can I help them achieve? Um, And so when we started to talk our culture, it very much was in why I appreciated what you did so much was It was about them. Right. And when we've preached since the beginning, this is about them. This is is really for them and their betterment, not just as hockey players, but as people.
0: Yeah, man. And I think that's I think that's one thing that you and I, when we decided or at least really when I decided to join your staff. Right. I think it was really important that we we had the conversations that we did about like what what the expectations between us were. Right, And this idea of like, I don't step on your toes and you don't really step on mine, but like we have the same mentality and that doesn't really surprise me. But I think it's, I think for anyone who's kind of listening, who maybe is a coach or maybe is a manager and they're trying to build a culture, I think it's super important that you have to first set aside your own biases and your own stuff, right? Like you, you have to be able to look at your staff, look at your team, look at your members and, and literally look at them and understand that like you're there because of them and for them. There's a big difference between like those who just get leadership positions without any real experience and kind of just start taking over and saying this is the way that we do things around here. That's a very old school way of leading and it's already been proven to show that it's really not the most effective. Looking at your team and looking at your team members or your staff is super important to value each person as an individual. And yeah, when we did the values contract, it wasn't you had told me the five words that like the team had identified as like their core values already. Right. And then we took those words and we expanded upon them to a level where those five words eventually kind of got lost in the mix of like what actually was going to go on. And that and the good thing is we had a really strong foundation of those five core values and then they were able to identify about seven or eight more real things that they started using. So, I mean, I think the benefit of creating something like a values contract from the start is one, it allows authenticity, two, it allows open and honest communication, three, it allows accountability to be happening, and four, It makes our job a hell of a lot easier.
1: I I feel like at the end of it, right, it's their idea. And was it our idea? Yes. Right. Like we kind of, we kind of drove the conversation in a way where it was like, we knew what we wanted our, um, like basically what we wanted our culture to be. Right. But we did it in a way where they felt like they had ownership to it. And, to me, that's what started the buy-in process right away, right? And so, you know, we talk about the season, and I think we've, A, had conversations on here now that the season's been over. Um, sure. But you and I have had conversations just off air as well. Um, you know, and I think one of the big things we, we've we been able to do now that the season's been over for a little bit is look back and reflect on things. Um I don't think we would have had the season. I don't think we would have would have had the success we had this year. Um, and I don't think we would have had the growth that our group had uh, without having the, the culture in place. And I always kind of laugh at when I sit here and reflect on the season, I always laugh and I go back to a conversation you and I had. It was like right after Christmas time. And I told you going into the season, Christmas time was going to be the like make or break for our group that year. Right. It, we were going to know who we had by Christmas time. And after Christmas was kind of, kind of tell us like where we were going to go. Sure. Um, and I just, I like, even to this day, I still laugh about it because I remember sitting down with you. I think it was our second road trip to Pennsylvania. So it may have been right before Christmas. Uh, yeah. but you sat there and you were like, Zach Rome wasn't built in a day and your culture is not going to be either. And I like, I'm the most impatient person in the world and I know <laughs> it. Right. Um, And for me, it's very much like I need, uh, I don't want to say like validation, but that's probably what it is, right? But like I need results and I need to see it. And it didn't have to be what my full expectation was, but I at least wanted to see progress, right? Sure. Um, And I think we lost a little bit. I lost a little bit of that being in the grind every day. Um, but being able to kind of sit back and watch and and really reflect on where our group went um, and to look back on the season now a couple months out of it, like it's crazy. I guess I didn't see the culture we had been putting in, um, but it's nice to be able to kind of see the results of that and see how it's benefiting now, you know, through recruiting and, and kind of getting ready for next year.
0: Yeah, I man, and I think, I think for any mental performance consultants like myself out there, the, when you're working with a team trying to build a culture, I think the biggest thing you can do is have honest conversations with those in charge. My, my job is not to instill my culture or like my belief in how a team should operate, right? I'm, I'm the guy who shows up every once in a while, but when I'm there, like people know who I'm there and, and what I'm doing. So uh, you really have to work with the people that are in charge, whether it's in like an i like an industrial psychology or industrial and organizational psychology, or you're like doing mental performance stuff with teams and working with coaches and athletes. It's really important that you are working with the people that are actually um, kind of instilling the culture or the beliefs that they're trying to do. At the end of the day, if I was to leave, that culture would still exist. And that's the whole point. The culture should exist whether or not uh, me as a mental performance consultant is there or not. And it does because your belief in it, like we built it around your culture system. You know what I mean? And I think that part is super valuable.
1: Yeah. And I guess I would pose the question to you, right? Like being in that position, I think things are a little different when it comes to you and I, right? Like having the friendship we've had for as many years as it has been. Um, I think that conversation is a little different and I think it's a lot more honest. Right. And so when you and I sat down before the season and, and like you said, we tried to lay out expectations and and just have really that whole deep conversation. I think it comes from uh, there's more trust there. Right. And it's a bit more genuine just because we, we already have that relationship established. Um, but for you or, or for other like mental performance consultants, right. I guess what, how do you, how do you go in and have that conversation? Because you literally have to build that trust before you really can take that next step. Um, and that has to happen quickly. That can't be like a a multi-month process, right?
0: I, not usually, man. I mean, trust, trust is really hard to build quickly, but as long as you're being authentic and honest and true to yourself, usually people can see that. Right, And you've known me a very long time. I don't really uh, sugarcoat things. Sometimes I will if it's necessary. But when I'm meeting someone for the first time, I usually present who I am authentically. And to anyone who is uh, either aspiring to be a mental performance consultant or aspire to be in the sports psychology field in general, uh, the best advice I can give you is, is start identifying who you are and just roll with that right? There are thousands of us for a reason. There's different personalities. My personality style does not always work with certain coaches and that's totally understandable. There's thousands of people, there's thousands of coaches, there's hundreds of millions of athletes. There's this idea that like, I'm supposed to get along with everybody and that's just not how it works. So the idea is like, even if it didn't work with some coaches, right? Like the, it's okay to be like, yeah, you know, our philosophies or our mentalities or our personalities don't mesh and that's okay. Right? Like it's like it's like, all right, so this wasn't the right fit. It doesn't mean that I'm bad at my job. It doesn't mean that they're a shitty coach. It means none of that. It just might mean that, like, oh, we don't see eye to eye on this and this might be a real challenge. Still gonna do my best to maybe adjust how I can see it or how I can do it. But like I guess the best way to build trust quickly is just be authentic. Just truly be who you are. um, And also go in there and remind coaches that you're not there to change their strategies, their game plan, their team. You're literally there to help them be the best version of themselves as they can be, as as well as their athletes. And sometimes the coach doesn't want any help, and that's fine too. Just be like, all right, my job is to make your team function better mentally, um, and you can take care of all the physical and game plan stuff right? And sometimes that can work too. It's all about just being honest and understanding what the coach is looking for, what the organization or team is looking for. It's always that gray line that we talk about, like these people are paying you usually, right? So like, it's this idea of like you are working for them, but also you have to be like still yourself. You don't want to just become a like a mold of what they're looking for because you might just be half assing it. And and at least for me, ethically, that's not right. I give a hundred percent to everything I do and I don't half ass anything. So if I felt like it wasn't a good fit, I would just be like, yeah, you know, unfortunately, like, I don't know if this will be the best fit that we can do, but I might know some people who will. Um, so like the answer to that question shortly, just be authentic uh, and honest from, from the get go. And I think that that, that part's, that part's huge. And, and, you know, you mentioned something earlier that I, I want to touch back on. I, one of the things that I truly love about the culture that you built and that we kind of we kind of instilled uh, in the girls all season is that the things that we were working on and the, and the values that they created and and the communication skills and the leadership skills, the responsibility, the respect, the accountability, all, all that stuff is stuff that like they started doing outside of the rink. Like They started doing it in the classroom with their friends, with their families, like they started opening up more to each other. They started opening up more to us. Um, and I think it was just one of those things where like, it started to infiltrate their regular day life. And that's really the whole point of sport in general. Sport is just a, a, a microcosm of, of how like life actually is. And it's sometimes just a short chapter in our lives. So I think it's really important that when you're building a culture, you're building one that also, um, instills quality features or quality characteristics in your athletes, uh, that they can take with them th- throughout their entire lives.
1: Yeah, I think it's funny too, right? So you talk about like the authenticity piece when it, it comes to you, right? And like you're going into a new team. I literally go back to day one, right? We we were outside the gym getting ready to do that first exercise. Um, and then fast forward to the end of the season, like the team was, you know, I was talking to a couple of the players and they were laughing at us, right? Like, they. I think the best comment I've heard so far is the two of you act like children. And it's not wrong, right? But like, Again, we've had that friendship so long and and we literally have been friends since we were little kids, right? So like we just have that playful banter. We're like brothers and and to have them, I, I guess to have them see the authenticity between us and the way we do things, I think it did bring a little bit of that out in our group as well, where they all of a sudden, the, the barriers broke, right? And they were kind of like, oh, like they can be, you know, who they are all the time. doesn't matter who's around. And it gave our group the opportunity to, like you said, we put a lot of work in with our group, right? And I think one of the big pieces of it was, we, we all talk about it, right? That meeting that we sat down with when we were on the road. Uh, and I still like, I laugh and I tell people this story simply because of what you did, right? So we were, we had this big meeting and I think it was what, maybe the final 10 or 15 minutes of that meeting. I just sat back and I was like, let me have it. I don't care. You're not going to hurt my feelings, right? But give me feedback. I don't care if it's ruthless. I don't care if it's harsh. Be respectful about it, right? Find the way to be respectful. But give me your honest feedback because I need that to be a better coach and I need that to be a better leader for the rest of our group. And I remember going back to our room after, and you must have asked me eight times, like, hey, are you okay? Like, how are you taking all that? How's it settling in? And, like, I was so frustrated in the moment of, like, stop asking me this goddamn question. (laughs) But I laugh about it now because I'm like, man, like it the, the multi ask that you did, right? You asked me so many times Sure. as we were riding the bus home. Like, we, yeah, we hung out. We, we were hanging out, right? We were chatting with players, whatever. Uh, but I was sitting there thinking like really processing and trying to understand like every little detail and every little piece of what everybody was saying to me. But it just I still laugh and I still go back to it today of like, hey, all right. Hey, how are you yeah. processing that? You all yeah, right? I mean
0: that was that was one hell of a workshop. I still mention that to my class when I'm teaching too. Like, like sometimes because uh, I remember looking at you halfway through the workshop and I went, uh, "This is going somewhere I wasn't ready for." Um, and what what I mean by not ready for, like I just wasn't prepared to have these conversations. I mean, quickly I put that hat on and we had them conversations, which was super valuable. And honestly, from that day, that team changed. Um, that night we had more energy on the bench than I've ever seen in my entire life, and they brought that same energy in the, in the late seasons and and sporadically throughout. And I know that this year, part of our goal is to make sure that we have that energy day in and day out, um, and understand how to handle it when it's not there. Um, but like, yeah, I mean that, that workshop was powerful. It's still one of my favorite ones. And when I think about my workshop bank, uh, it was definitely a a really fun workshop. And it was one that just created a culture, um, in it, in itself. Like it just created this identity of like, Hey, like your coach is here to like, listen to your feedback and it's okay that you're going to give it to him, Right. Uh, it, it was really, really, really powerful. And yeah, of course I'm going to ask if you're all right. I mean, you're some of your players, <laughs> I'm not going to repeat what they said obviously, but like, it was like, Oh, all right. Yeah. Lay to lay into them. Like one of them, I think I'm pretty sure branded you with a hot iron. It was pretty impressive, but, um, it was, it was awesome to see that you could take that. Cause again, I think it created this, this, uh, this culture and this identity on this team that just uh, allows other things to kind of uh, transpire. And yeah, our, our banter and our, and our friendship definitely makes the process for me a lot easier, right? Like there's, I don't have to buy, I don't have to get the players to buy in. Right. Um, when I'm working with other teams, which I've again, I, it happens all the time. The coach might not know me as well or they, they've heard of me and they, they, they talk to me about certain things or whatever. But like that buy in, I'm now trying to get the players to buy into what I'm what I'm presenting as well and what we're working on. You kind of just made it a standard of like, hey, this is what we're doing. And players are like, uh, OK, I guess this is what we're doing. And they all just bought in, which made that very easy. Right. So like, you made my job very easy. Um, and again, it was one of those things where I was like, this is, I, I kind of knew that working with you would be a really fun experience. And cause it wasn't, it doesn't require me to put on every hat that I need to put on when I work with other teams of like, all right, now I need to get them to buy in. I have to also present myself in one way still authentically. Right. But I'm not going to be out there cursing up a storm all the time until they get to truly understand that when I'm cursing, I'm actually just speaking, uh, emotionally or empathetically in a way. Um, so I think it's, uh, it just, it just kind of helped. Um, it was a really fun time. But again, when we talk about the idea of like identifying the culture, I think it starts with helping the manager or the coach understand what a culture might be and what it is. Um, and then helping the team members, the athletes or the staff understand that like their voice matters in the culture because you can kind of try to create a culture and but people have to buy into it. And eventually some people don't want to buy into it and that's okay too. There is always the opportunity to leave and you don't have to stick around whether it's a job or a team. Um, So I think it's that idea of like always having buy-in within the culture, but remembering who the culture is for is super valuable.
1: When I feel like that, like the ending right there that you just said, like remember who the culture is for, right? To me, that's the most powerful piece of the whole initial, like building a culture, right? Remember who it's for, because in that sense, if you approach it in a way where talk about it however you want to business sports i don't care right if you remember who you're trying to trying to lift up and who you're trying to get to perform at a high level right um if you do things with their best interest in mind and you're always trying to do it for them a i think the buy-in's much easier right because you kind of, well, I guess maybe some of this is my approach, right? So maybe this isn't a totally fair statement, right? But I'm always asking for feedback, right? And and maybe it does go back to that meeting a little bit where you said like, wow, you really just let them kind of go after you. Sure. Uh, didn't really bother me in that sense, right? Because I think there was an authentic piece of me that was like, hey, I really need your honesty and I don't care, right? Like at the end of the day, their feelings or how they think about me is not going to change who I am. It's just not, um, I'm comfortable enough with who I am as a person, but in that sense, like that to me is a data collection piece. Right. And I guess that's not fair for everybody across the board because there probably are managers and leaders who don't either aren't comfortable with where they are as a person or don't maybe, maybe they have too big of an ego or whatever it may be. Right. But I think I guess when we talk about building culture, this is like really all just going through my head as we're talking about it. Sorry. So I'm sure. like, I'm kind of okay. going crazy. But, um, you know, when you sit here and you you talk about building culture from like the base level, um, I feel like really and truly, it just starts with like, be be comfortable with who you are, right? You have to, like, you have to have that piece of it. I feel like you have to at least have some sort of like, A, who you are as a leader, or just straight up like, no ego, right? I don't care what anybody thinks about me. uh, And it's gotta be one of those two. Obviously, if you have both of those things, uh, it makes that whole transition probably a bit easier, but I feel like at least one of those two things where you, you either don't care what people say and you just have zero ego um, or you're so comfortable that you can say like, I totally understand and really appreciate your feedback, but I also believe this for this reason. Right. Um, and I feel like that's where, you know, where setting up your culture has to start. Just plain and simple.
0: Yeah, man, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think I think there has to be that that common image or that common goal that you're all chasing. And especially in the position that you were in, right? One of my favorite things to kind of work with teams or really um, uh, business and managers on is like is like change culture, like a leadership transformation, and, and like this like culture shifts. Like they came from a, uh, a culture that was not supportive, was not um, really a healthy one mm-hmm. to a one that was so on the other end, it almost seemed unreal, like not real to them. Like they didn't really know how to handle it. They didn't really know. They almost couldn't trust it. It was so out of left field to what they were used to. So I think the idea of like I think the other big thing for any any leader or coach is consistency. Right, this idea of like just being consistent. Be consistent with who you are. Be consistent with your the messaging. Uh, be consistent with what you're what you're talking about, what you're going for, um, and what you believe in. And if it's not working, don't just throw it in the in the trash. Like, actually, take a look at it and be like, all right, we still on the right process, right? And the, I remember making the comment to you about like, hey, Rome wasn't built in the day. Like, you, you, neither will your culture be, right? So it's this idea of like, like we are. You can see the progress. You can see the steps. And when you look at like we were you had a consistent messaging you had a consistent kind of um, way about you that like the players started understanding you better and they understood when they could joke around and when they could shut up and actually just listen and like that didn't always work sure some of the players didn't really know it and that's also part of maturity and growth but at the end of the day like the the people who did understand it like it, it made a massive impact on them and I mean there's a reason that we ended the season. The way that we did compared to the way that we started it and in the middle there was i mean it was the perfect uh, if, if you're a nerd like i am about like change leadership or or just like even storm or um, a team forming this is idea of like the storming norming and forming aspect. um like it really all happened like we went through all five stages and it was just it was just wonderful to see and i know that like in the next few episodes we're going to talk about the idea of like sustaining culture and all that but when you're really identifying the culture to build i think we've 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 nailed it on the head. This idea of of being consistent, having a uh, a true and honest kind of vision for yourself, um, and then just just be authentic. Uh, I think I think there's nothing there's nothing more that you really need when you're identifying the culture that you want to create. And and remember that feedback is important. And even though you have this wonderful image, you got to have your players or your team bought into it. Otherwise, you're not making culture for anybody but yourself, and that's kind of weird.
1: Do you remember the weekend? Or, or I should I should phrase this as a question. Sorry. Sure. What do you remember about the weekend when you told me that Rome wasn't built in a day and neither will my culture?
0: Uh, I remember that you <laughs> I remember that you were struggle bussing uh, the, with the idea that like we weren't winning many games and that things were just not really going the right way. Um, uh, and I remember I, I know you contemplated your decisions here and there. Um, And I think it was one of those things where once you kind of understood that and you bought into that idea, um, it wasn't very long after that we had the 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 workshop at Arcadia, right in in Pennsylvania. And and like that, that workshop, like you felt the transition of energy, Um, whatever. I'm a bit of a weirdo and I feel energies like that. But like there's this idea of like when we walked in that room, there was a problem. When we left that room, there was a solution on the table. And the captains actually took it upon themselves to have a team meeting and all this stuff, and all of that was worked out. And it was a absolutely wonderful thing to see. Um, but like, yeah, I, I remember that weekend. Like, you were just—what uh, do you remember from that weekend?
1: <laughs> I literally remember questioning everything, literally everything. Whether I was doing things the right way, I do. I remember going as far as like am I the right person to do this? And, and like, am I doing like, did I make the right decision in my life to like change careers and go after (laughs) my dream? I, and like, I don't know, maybe some of it, right? Like, I think you kind of helped me straighten that out. And so it's, I guess to go full circle before we go back to this conversation, it's really funny to me, right. To, to be sitting here having these conversations now, like that we know kind of where the end result was, um, because there were so many times, and I still say it when I recruit, right? Like I talk about how we have you on the staff and kind of some of the things we do and why we do the things we do. Because again, to me, like that's an important piece of who we are and why Like it, it's our why as a, as a group. Right. Sure. Um, and I still, like, I still tell people the half, the reason you're here is selfish, right? It's for me, it's about personal growth. It's about professional growth and making sure that like I am achieving or striving to be the best coach I can be day in and day out so that our group can continue to grow and continue. Like I can push our group in a way where they can achieve everything they should achieve. Right. Um, Man, that weekend was like, that was the most trying weekend I think I've had in a long time. And I remember just like, I remember getting to the point where like I was totally so deep into my own head, I was literally analyzing. I was analyzing things that should have had absolutely zero headspace. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: I talked you off the career ledge,
1: man. It was it was <laughs> you're, bad.
0: You were you were gonna risk it all, like, and I was like, mm, let's just. Let's just take a slow roll here. And I think that's where like my role with you is a lot different than what it would be with the other teams that I work with. Right. Like you and I have a personal level relationship where it also like at times it's one of those, like, all right, like I'm going to actually remove my sports psych helmet and just be your friend for a second and be like, dude, shut up. Like you're, like you're being ridiculous here. Um, And I think that that's honestly kind of how I carry myself when I'm doing my job anyway. Like obviously we have our boundaries. I don't even really talk hockey much with you. You teach me some stuff and I learn and I love learning about it. Right. But I'm never going to be one like, where it's like, Hey, should we do this? I mean, there's that one time I was like, Hey, I think you should take a time out here. And and you were like, "Mm -mm." and I was like, okay, I'll just shut up now. Um, yeah, I mean, but it was just one of those things where like, like there was the only time I ever did that was also in a incredibly high emotional impact moment where it's like, you could be thinking about a billion things and it's like, all right, I'm just going to be like, Hey, should you do this? And you're like, no. And I was like, okay cheers and i went right back to just cheering and and being there for the for the players when they needed me right um yeah i mean i think we create a a good balance which which is always really nice
1: it's funny though because we also had the complete like opposite of that situation in one game where you were sitting in your head like man i think i'm gonna tell you to call a a timeout or like you know do what you need to do and i'm sitting there going i'm calling a timeout like hold on a second so i think think, in my mind yeah yeah (laughs) so i think (laughs) there's just like you said like I feel like some of that too is just, like you said, it's the personal relationship we have where it's you kind of can read my body language, right? You understand without me having to say anything and and vice versa, right? I don't need you to say things where we're both like, okay, I kind of know where you're at. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. There's just, I appreciate it, right? There's that benefit of like, you have a very professional side of where I'm going, where we can use kind of, your professional piece, my professional piece, uh, and come to a, I'll say, come to a conclusion, right? Where sure. rationale can kind of set in.
0: Yeah. And and to anyone who is like, oh, I don't relate to this because I don't have someone who is a coach or a manager who is also friends with a mental performance consultant or a sports psych person or whatever, the, you don't have to, right? And I think that that's really important. Like, like this is sure unique in that sense, but also, even if it wasn't like you want to take the time to build that relationship. One of the biggest things we talk about in my world is like building rapport and trust. And we talked about it a little bit earlier in the podcast. It's super important that you take the time to actually do that. No one who you're working for and two who's working for you.
1: (laughs) I know I just threw a finger up and it kind of like stopped you, but I think a really good example of this right is So we talk about it, right? You and I have this relationship. You're on my staff, the whole thing, right? Sure, Um, Sure. On the flip side of that, we've talked about our buddy, Nick, a couple of times, right? Where like the three of us have had this friendship since we were kids. Nick's the other side of that for me, right? So there are times where I'll approach you in a sense of I need sport performance or, or mental performance, Andrew, right? And I need you to do that professional side. I will then also go to Nick and have... If it's not the same conversation, it is very close to the same conversation because Nick is just our friend, right? And he is, he's our friend who is not a hockey player. He has a very different outlook on things. Uh, And so I like, I just, again, I'm a little different probably, but I have a firm belief in asking somebody who doesn't have the knowledge or is not directly involved in the situation, right? Because then that person can ask you questions And they may sit there and be like, wow, this is a stupid question. But for you, it may be the light bulb where it's like, oh, I didn't think about that. Like, let me adjust or try this tactic or or do something a little differently in order to get to that point.
0: Yeah, man, I think and I think to anything we're going to talk about on this uh, on this podcast is like just surround yourself with people who are going to support you. Uh, I think that's I think that's the most general thing we can talk about, whether you're building a culture or just having a rough day like just surround yourself with a support system that's going to be there for you. That's going to uh, address what you need to. And even if they can't hit, like fix it, they're going to at least listen to you. And, and that, that part's super valuable. Uh, if you don't have a partner, you don't need one. You can have friends and family that are, that fill that role for you. Um, and even then it's not always on your partner to kind of solve your problems or hear about your shit. Uh, sometimes like they need a break too, or like sometimes the roles are reversed and sometimes you're just the, uh, the listening pad for the day and, and that part's important too so uh, i think you nailed it man i am really pumped to kind of do this little mini series here and and kind of see where this all goes i hope that we can kind of help some people kind of build a different culture either in their business and their jobs uh, or on their teams um, and again i'm always here to help consult with anybody who's kind of got any questions or trying to figure out how to do it it's one of my favorite things to work with is building different cultures uh, because it's really awkward at first and then when you finally break through Uh, and see the light at the end of the tunnel it's like one of the most beautiful things that uh, at least in my world and my perspective that we can see
1: it's so funny because i was just gonna interrupt you a little bit too and be like man if you don't have any other support system i don't care if we know you or don't like we always talk about our email address at the end right we talk about our social medias at the end like man just reach out it doesn't matter if we've never met before but like i think both of us are just in a situation where it doesn't matter who it is right like Will we'll do anything if it's just listen. Man, I'll just listen. I don't even care, you know what I mean? But like I wanna do what I can in order to try to support people and and just help in any way we can. That's what we, that's really why we chose to do this, right? For
0: sure, baby. We talked about it in the why episode of just affecting one person. Um and that's all I'm really doing this for. So not the masses, but the the one or two individuals that are taking stuff away from it. So and if we're affecting more than that. Hoorah. But if not, then, that's cool.
1: <laughs> really love it. Before we wrap up, we missed it last episode and that's on me. Yep. Um, Didn't
0: do job, remember? You took my right. line and then forgot to do your own job. So that was
1: cool. You're hundred percent spot on. That's why I gave <laughs> you your job back. So I could yeah. go back to what I need to do. Um, we tried to tried to do a quote at the end, right? So give us a quote, give us something to drive us until next week.
0: It's kind of cool because it talks about peer accountability in this one. So it says, if you are building a culture where honest expectations are communicated and peer accountability is the norm, then the group will address poor performance and attitudes. It's from Henry Cloud. I just love this quote because it's exactly what we're talking about, this idea of honesty, accountability, and then just watching your hard work in the beginning kind of pay off. We're going to talk about in the future uh, in the next few episodes about this idea of like sustaining that culture that you've created and not like you don't just set the expectation and be like, all right, peace. My job's done. Like you guys don't know what to do anymore. That's, yeah, that's your problem. You didn't listen. So it's this idea of like sustaining that culture throughout and, and addressing problems that kind of come up. Um, but yeah, I thought that that quote was a, a pretty nifty one to kind of wrap up this first episode of our, um, uh, culture building, uh, kind of mini series.
1: I was going to say you're struggling with mini series. I was going to hop in for you Yeah, mini series. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Perfect. Hey, well, again, as always, right. We have the, uh, the email, which we just talked about mental mindset podcast at gmail.com. We do have the Instagram page up as well. Uh, mental mindset podcast. Reach out to us. Let us know this. Actually, this episode was uh, one of the people who listens, asked us to start going down this route. And then when you and I chatted about it, we we kind of figured we could break this down into a, a mini series, like you said. So uh, sure. I'm looking forward to the next few episodes here. Uh, but one more time, podcast at gmail.com. Reach out. Let us know how we can help. Like I said, even if it's for us to listen. Other than that, we'll talk to you guys next week.
0: Cheers.